0: people need to be able to think speak and act without self restraint as an academic scientist i have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field such as dr peter McCullough, dr zev zelenko dr joseph ladapo and dr harvey riche this is america out loud talk radio welcome to my liberty hour i am dr paul alexander Hello, once again you're back listening to Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour on America Outlaw Radio Network. Speaking the truth once again with you guys, accurate information. To all those willing to listen, the lights of warriors like Dr. Peter McCullough. Um I wanna thank Malcolm again for this America Out Loud platform. It allows us who've been cancelled to um to wage this battle and uh to continue fighting this tyranny this workness mob of uh, stopping you from exercising your liberties and your freedoms. Remember, anything a government does, once a government is in power, it will try to accrue as much power as it can. Take it from us. And they will maximally abuse it. And we could never comply our way back out of getting it back. We need to take them into courts. We need to take them to the ballot box and get it back. So you have to hold strong. But we have to wage this battle. We have to fight these globalist monsters. Remember, I also told you, you could find me in my substack, Alexander COVID News. I'm writing daily that blog. It's free. It's open. I get about 250,000 views a day. And uh, there's a small small membership. I reduced it by half in, in, in recognition for your support. I really want to thank America and Malcolm here, this Liberty Hour, um, the America Loud Radio Network. Um, let me get let me get going. Look, I wanted to talk a little bit about Trump, Biden, and these documents again. And the reality about it is that here you have a situation where the leftist freaks in the media, the putrid fecal bottom dweller. Legacy media in America, I mean the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the ABCs, all of them. What they put me through in Washington, I will never forget them. And they took their best shot at me. So now they have to deal with me. I'm using my brain, my technical expertise, and I'm coming at them every time. I'll tell you they are fecal, bottom-dweller, banal, vapid, inane and vacuous. The most filthy, vile people in the world are those who work in the media in America and Canada. So I have nothing good to say about them. Nothing. They're filth and garbage. So they call for Trump to be arrested when the FBI raided his compound, Mar-a-Lago. Some mad Sorry, I'm very sorry. Some people even call for him to be executed. That's to tell you how extreme and hateful they are of Trump. What they did to this guy. Who do you know in 2015... In 2015, when he announced, then the four years of his presidency, that's five years. Then the two years since Biden is president, seven years. Seven years have been hounding this guy. They impeach him twice for no reason. Twice. Twice. And we had Kevin McCarthy talking about taking impeachment off the table before he even became speaker. That was wrong. You can't do that. They impeached Trump for nothing. Look what they did him with these documents. Look. I am no legal expert. I don't know the content of the documents they found in Mar-a-Lago. I don't know. I don't know if they were classified or not. I do know from a little bit that I know that the president has the right to declassify and classify anything that he or she wants. They own those documents. Even when they leave, they're entitled to a copy of the documents. So it is Trump and the Justice Department and the special counsel going to have to figure out what happened there with his own. But these same beasts, I call them beasts in Washington, who went after Trump, now they have their hands full. But I, I i said earlier, this is king for king. I think they're trying to take down Biden. I know they know he cannot do the second term. I know he can't even last the first term. I think they're trying to take him out. Maybe by the 25th. Anyhow, they can do it. And I think this might be part They are going to take down their own king because they can't get this document crap to stick on Trump. But to make it stick and to let the America, because even those who dislike Trump on the left or whomever, the rhinos, it will be a hard sell because he was a president. He could take documents in the toilet if he wanted. He could do what he wanted with them. It would have been a hard sell to the public to charge Trump or indict Trump. They're struggling to do it the January 6th. So now, they, I believe, are going to take out Biden with these documents. Somebody planted it there. They set Biden up. Somebody. Because they are so evil. This is depravity. They are so evil and wicked. They will take out their own king so they could come at our king. That's how I look at this. Because in Executive Order 13292, the president grants the vice president and others' authority to classify and declassify info. The question is, does Biden, does a vice president, declassify privilege, extend to documents originated and classified from someone not directly in his, his or her chain of command and is not clearly written in the executive order that he has such power? Biden claims he has no knowledge of these documents. I even listened to the news today. CNN are doing gymnastics and pretzeling themselves trying to tell you that Trump's situation is different to Biden. How? How? I still want to know where's the search warrant? Where's the FBI raid on Biden's houses? Where's the FBI going in the bedroom of First Lady Biden? I don't want them to do that. Why did they do to Melania Trump? They went through all the ladies' underwear. Why are they doing it to First Lady Biden? Why did they not interfere with all of the grandchildren, bedrooms and clothing too? Why? What did Garland do to Trump? Why is not doing the same to Biden? It looks like Biden was set up. High-level officials commonly mishandle classified info. You know Hillary Clinton did it. They even found damn classified documents in Uma's uh, back trunk of her car. A bunch of nutballs. And even the pedophile husband that Uma had, the weiner guy. He had classified information on him belonging to Uma, which was belonging to Hillary, which was belonging to the government. These people greatly depend on staffers to comply with relevant regulations and laws. So Biden nor Trump actually packed up all those documents to ship them where they were going. So Trump didn't actually pack up those boxes and ship them to Mar-a-Lago. Now I would have to claim, I would have to claim that Biden didn't pack those up himself. Staffers did that for him when he left office. A former president retains a skiff, and I know you know what a skiff is. That's that high-level secret room, that area that is impenetrable with with songwaves, with with any kind of tapping into, to, to listen to, or spy into what it is. And a former president has a skiff provided by the government, wherever they are. He or she has the authority to keep a copy. You need to understand this. He or she has authority to keep a copy of any of their classified presidential records. Taxpayers fund at least one staff who's responsible to properly manage this. The question becomes, the president has that. Does the Constitution expand and extrapolate a vice president? Does the vice president have that authority also? Like how Obama had, and even he mishandled classified documents. Like how Trump had, and it' an apparently that he did too. And not Biden, but Biden was, you see, this is the key. Biden was not president. Those documents we are talking about, I've thought about this today, he mishandled when he was vice president. So did he have that right that, Biden, that Obama had? I don't know. I don't think so. Unless, Biden, unless Obama delegated that to him. And that's the key. And that's where this is going to turn. But I think they set him up. They set him up to take him down. I don't know a former vice president Retains a skiff like our president retains a skiff. But a vice president could certainly get one when becoming president, which Biden is now. Biden has a skiff, Biden has the power to classify and declassify. So why would these lawyers give found documents to NARA instead of Biden? Why were lawyers searching his home and garage? As president, he can keep classified info there and a staff will be responsible for properly tracking and securing it. Why have these lawyers kept it in the dark while leaking the info to the media? I think someone, some people in Washington, some people in the global elite, the unseen hand, the dark hand decided now it's time for Biden to go. I think they're taking him out. I think they want him to fall. I believe this has to do with wanting to take out Trump. These beasts these bastards in Washington, these rhinos, these leftists, these animals, they hate Trump so much. They, I told you in a prior podcast, if when Trump was present, despite his secret service, despite all his security, if somebody could have taken a knife and plunged it into his heart, they would have. They hated him so much. And to get to him still, they have not. Listen, these people, Their dream is to imprison Trump, even not as president. They're even trying to impeach him as an ex-president. They can't get at him. They will take out Biden on these documents so that the documents charged can stick on Trump. They are so evil. Mark my words. I believe that's where we're going now. So I wanted to touch base on that again because I'm very angry over it. And I wanted to touch base on something again before we go forward. There was a very interesting study that I published today. I put up on my Substack to remember Alexander COVID News. It was about a face mask study that looked at children in Spain, Catalonia. And um, they looked at children less than five years old and children above five years old. And what they were trying to figure out is... um, what is the difference in terms of infection ability to become infected when uh, children who are five years old and younger had no mask versus children six years old with masks. And they looked at that in all of the schools in Catalonia, Spain. So it was a kind of a retrospective population based study. They looked at about 600,000 children in Catalonia, ages 3 to 11. I think this is a very informative study because We're still insane in America with this two-year-olds from two-year-olds on up to be masked and all this drama. A bunch of garbage, corrupt science. It makes no sense. There's no, I told you, there is no science in the world that supports masking. Every single study we looked at failed. The masks don't work. They never work. The blue surgical mask, the white cloth mask, they made you and me fools. For three years with these masks, they were always garbage. They knew it would have never worked. And they have people still in Japan and even parts of America in those leftist states like California some who are running around with masks when they know it don't work. Anyway, they looked at children uh, three to five years old with face mask without face masks versus children six to 11 with face masks. And they looked to see how much infection would take place. And what they found was that the incidence of infection was significantly lower in the preschool children, children three to five years old. Here's the key. The children three to five years old who did not have masks, the infection was lower than the children who were older with masks. It was a most remarkable finding. The six-year-old children showed a higher incidence than the five-year-olds. In other words, the masks actually contributed to infection. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line is that the researchers reported that face mask mandates in schools were not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 incidence or trans- transmission, suggesting that this intervention was not effective. So they said... Masks will not affect it. Well, I will put it to you in my words. My words are this. Let me say it another way. Use of face masks in children for three years now and now to D. Now, in young children is highly logical, highly rational, absurd, nonsensical, specious, baseless, unscientific and unsung, and even harmful. I published a paper in Brownstone and AIER, American Institute for Economic Research, about two and a half years ago, to show that these face masks are very harmful, particularly in children. They could cause catastrophic harm. The blue surgical masks that we all wear, the fibers in there, you don't see them, they become very loose um, and they go down into the lung and they get trapped and begin to accumulate into balls of fiber. This is gonna have catastrophic con- consequences in the future. Moreover, what we're also finding, though, is that after 20 minutes of using these blue masks, they are junk. Why? The moisture in your breath, the breathe outs that you breathe, it, those masks capture it. You don't see it, but they capture it. If you put it on a microscope, you could see the moisture in the pores of the mask. And once the moisture gets into the pores, the pores open up even larger. So A, there's virus going in and out, and B... Once that happens, the mass is junk. What we're saying, and I wrote this, is that at 20 minutes or so, once you had on a blue mask, throw it away. All those people who use the blue mask, they never work. After 20 minutes of a blue mask, you have to toss it in the garbage. Anyway, let me end this segment by reminding you, you're listening to America Out Talk Radio, one of the best platforms right now out there to share liberty and freedom information. This is about fighting for our liberties and freedoms now. And America Out Loud plays on iHeart Radio Network. And you can listen on our media player from any web browser, anywhere in the world. All of my shows go to podcast the following day after the broadcast is heard here. You can hear them also on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. You can also find out more about my show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu navigation bar, America Out Loud, under our shows or schedule. And look for the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Look, also I reminded you that I support a company called The Wellness Company. And you can find them at TWC.health. TWC.health, a remarkable company doing a lot of our internet type of medicine where you could get treated, et cetera. They sell a lot of nutraceuticals, good stuff, supplements, but very good tried, tested, research, etc. Dr. McCullough is there with me, and Dr. Reesh. You can find my substack at AlexanderCOVIDNews. Please take a look. Good COVID science every day. Consider joining, please. AlexanderCOVIDNews. My website is drpaulalexander.com. No caps, no spaces. If you want to support, go to zell at sr7283 at gmail.com. And also consider my book, Presidential Takedown, at Advance and & Noble, and Amazon.
1: While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. KofixRx, Rx, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Kofix RX. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, It's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all.
0: Hey, Welcome back to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Thank you once again for joining. And as I said in my last segment, we owe a lot of thanks to the America Out Loud talk radio, uh, this platform that is giving a lot of us warriors the opportunity, our, free, our freedom fighter warriors, because the liberties and freedoms were taken away three years ago. These governments, our federal government and our state governments, they moved to hijack us and nearly destroyed our lives. They invoked a pandemic response that was a catastrophic failure. They invoked the lockdown lunacy and the vaccines. The COVID gene injection vaccine has shown that it has failed and it does not work. And um, we have been cancelled. Persons like myself, attacks made in the media and we um we decided three years ago i will give you a quick background um dr peter McCullough, dr harvey wish uh reached out to persons like myself dr richard osu um dr ramen osqui and dr jola dapu about three years ago and um Asked, you know, would we be interested in, in forming a program, the COVID-19 group out of the United States, where we would bring doctors and scientists from around the world, including Dr. Zeb Zelenko, and that if we would um we would work together to gather all this science. And it, it, first of all, it was like a, a email group, and then it became a larger group with discussions and meetings and teleconferences. But now we're up to about 1,200 doctors and scientists from across America and around the world, but very they're very silent because it's just a core eight to 10 of us who you know about, like myself, because we've been writing and been speaking and doing interviews on the news, like Fox, et cetera. But there are a bunch of others who are behind the scenes. They did, they've told us they're not brave enough to stand up, let their face be out there or their names, their real names. But that's okay. And we work daily to gather all of the top signs to continue this fight because at the end of the day, this is about liberty. This is about liberty. It's like the it's like it's like the Liberty Tree in Boston. You go back and read about it. I just found out about the history of the Liberty Tree when when the United States was making that push against Britain uh, to uh, to gain independence and, and how prominent the Liberty Tree. And I'm so I'm so blessed that Malcolm decided to use the word, the term to to help me with the name when we were deciding on a name to to call this the Liberty hour. I'm so grateful that you would come here and listen to me and listen to everyone like McCullough and all of them, because you have to understand we were canceled. A lot of us lost myself too. We lost our income, We lost our positions. I lost my teaching at university. I lost jobs that I had just because I was told bluntly you worked for President Trump, and just because you stood up, um, uh, you you were one of the the key people in the early treatment treatment algorithm. Like we wrote those papers, etc., with McCullough, senior or two with Dr. called senior scientist, just because you stood up against the COVID gene injection platform, and I mean the mRNA and the DNA platform. In fact, all of them, because all of them result, whether whether in in, uh, in uh, introducing genetic material to you and the vaccine, so that your cells um, build the spike protein itself, or they deliver the spike protein directly, like the adenoviral vector platform, or even the Novavax platform. They all result in the spike protein in some capacity for the spike protein to drive an immune response. And that spike protein that sits on the viral ball, just as a quick reminder, is the toxic business end of the virus. That is the part of the virus that does the damage, that causes end stage multiple organ failure in end stage severe COVID. That is what causes the respiratory distress, fluid pneumonia, acute respiratory distress syndrome, etc. The cytokine storm and the heavy, heavy inflammation, you know, and um the blood clots. Remember the clotting. Remember COVID as a respiratory disease is more of a blood clotting disease, a cardiovascular disease and um, a disease of the vasculature, principally clotting, where the spike protein ravages the endothelial lining of the vasculature, the veins, arteries, capillaries, causing micro tears. And those micro tears result in bleeding and paradoxically, clotting. Um, so the vaccine is a devastating situation because because the vaccine mirrors and mimics end-stage COVID. The spike protein in, from the vaccine is the same spike protein from the virus. It's just that the spike protein in the vaccine your body builds based on the genetic instructions from the mRNA and the lipid nanoparticles in the vaccine. But they both do the same thing. The difference is, the mRNA in the lipid nanoparticles that you get in that vaccine that has the code to build the spike, for it to survive in your cells, in your body, they had to manipulate the messenger RNA, the mRNA, because your immune system, etc., your body will attack that as a foreign substance. So what they did is they took out the uracil from the mRNA and they replaced it with what we call methylated pseudo uracil. Is a is a version of the normal mRNA uh, uracil. That methylated pseudo uracil hides the messenger RNA from the from the immune response. So it allows the messenger RNA to survive inside of the lipid nanoparticle and your body. So your body wouldn't attack it and destroy. It. Also, the lipid nanoparticle is very devastating. We're back to the mRNA, they put uh, uh, molecular caps on the 5' and the 3' end of the strand to stabilize the strand and to make it, give it longevity. Also, normally an mRNA strand, when it goes through the ribosome and is read and a protein is translated, normally it's a one-off read. And the mRNA may last one to two hours in the system. What they've done here with these molecular caps at the end is the mRNA gets tuned in and out of the ribosomes constantly tuning out spike relentlessly, 24-7. That's the key. That's the problem. The spike protein does not stop. And so almost as though there's no off switch. And the lipid nanoparticle, the actual fatty ball that that, that the mRNA sits in, it has multiple molecules on the surface, particularly to stabilize the ball and protect it from attack from your immune system. They have put ionizable lipids, cationic cationic lipids, in the structural the the outer coating. They've put cholesterol. They've put polyethylene glycol, etc. All of these chemicals, the uh, molecules that they have put, stabilizes the lipid nanoparticle and allows it to survive longer and allows it to go to places in the body that. The, the drugs or substances will not normally get to Remember, this lipid nanoparticle platform was devised, invented about 20, 25 years ago by pharmaceutical companies uh, who, who, who said at that point they were going to use this to deliver cancer drugs, uh, chemotherapy type of drugs deep inside the body to deal with cancer, to go into the brain and go all over where, these drugs couldn't normally get when you introduce them normally. So that was the intent. Now Now they've decided that they're going to use this lipid nanoparticle and put the mRNA inside of it to get that mRNA all over the body in places it never would have gotten to normally. So it could survive longer and it could go all over the place. What's the bottom line of that diatribe I just gave you again? The bottom line is This particular mRNA, DNA, gene, so-called vaccine platform was a devastating failure. The vaccine does not work. It never worked. And now we know it's not now. We know two years now it's deadly. Remember, every single animal study. Look, I wanted to talk about um, mucosal immunity and look what I'm talking about now. But I want to remind you, every single animal study that they did with these mRNA platforms, the animals got very, very sick and died. The ferrets, any animal, they, they died. They couldn't survive. When you inoculated the animal in your study and you let the animal in, introduce into the wild to, to face the wild-type virus, they died. Uh, they died to antibody-dependent enhancement of infection and disease. Remember, antibody-dependent enhancement. I'm showing a lot of stuff because I know we've spoken about this before. But I'm keeping reminding you because I know you are experts and you could follow me. Antibody dependent enhancement is a paradoxical situation. So it's called, at sometimes it's called, um, uh, it's a situation called, also called pathogenic paradoxical priming, where the reality is the, the antibodies are supposed to help you. And protect you against the virus. Yet the antibodies are actually facilitating. And enhancing infection and disease. The antibodies actually technically grab onto the virus. And drag the virus inside of the cell. And infects you. That's why the vaccinated around you are becoming infected. So we have all of these issues. Original antigenic sin. Which you know is immune priming. Or immune fixation. Or immune prejudicing. Etc. Viral immune escape. Antibody dependent enhancement, all of these issues as a result of this garbage, junk, failed gene injection platform that has turned out killing people. We have, you know why? I'll tell you why in blunt. They did not study it for long enough and they did not study it for safety. Normally, when you bring a vaccine or drug, you take 12 to 15 years of surveillance to understand the safety issues. It's a very key part of the development process. They did this in four to five months and boiled that time down and said, well, okay, we looked at it for four months and so now we're saying use it, to safe. Now, how the hell, how the hell you could tell me you're going to take a 15-year process and boil it down into four months and tell me it's safe? You could not. So they lied. Pfizer and Moderna lied. They lied to the FDA and I believe the FDA knew they were lying. I believe the FDA knew that they were issuing emergency use authorization for something that was a lie. I believe they all were complicit. The FDA is not clean here. The FDA went along with this. We need to find out why. We need proper investigation. They lied to Trump. Trump bought this. Trump bought. He wanted to win. He wanted to save Americans. He wanted to be the victor in this. I understand that. I understand. But somewhere along the line, he didn't think this true because I think he should have thought how could we go from 15 years to four months and this be normal so you understand a lot of wrong a lot of crazy mistakes was made here and now we as people are suffering i want to talk to you about something very important as we talk about these vaccines then i'll pivot quick is the distinction between respiratory the mucosal layer and mucosal immunity versus systemic immunity and I wrote this substack, and I wanted to remind you of something. You need to understand something. This is a critical piece of information. It explains how, out of the box, these gene injections couldn't work, especially to stop infection transmission. It's not only that the, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine today is driving variants due to suboptimal non-sterilizing immune pressure. It places on the target antigen. But shockingly, it just couldn't work from day one. Why? Intramuscular vaccines. So that's the vaccines that, well, I don't know if you listening to me got it, but for whoever got it into their into arm, the, um, the injection site, those vaccines intramuscularly induce what we call serum antibodies. The antibodies into the bloodstream, their IgG and circulating IgA. It's key that you understand it too. Circulating IgA. And the key is you want those to be neutralizing antibodies, but they don't induce the intramuscular vaccine does not introduce or induce what we call secretary secretory IgA. So the short word is Sig. We call it Sig S I G A Sig IgA, which is secretary, uh, globulin A and uh, immunoglobulin A and. The secretary IgA is the immunoglobulins, the immune, the antibodies that resides in the mucosal layer in your nostrils and in your respiratory tract and in your digestive tract. That mucousy, snotty, slimy layer. That, so the systemic antibodies, the ones in your bloodstream, etc., due to the intramuscular injection cannot protect the upper areas, which is the respiratory mucosal layer where the virus originally lands. So the entire gene injection was a lie. I'll be blunt again. It was a lie, all aspects of it. It did not work and could never have worked. Remember, you have to understand that the way the system is set up is the functional separation between the mucosal, which is in your nostrils, your digestive and respiratory tract, that snotty, slimy layer, and the systemic immunity. And both of them, There are antibodies that are generated and produced. But in the mucosal immunity in your nostril, there are cells located directly beneath that mucous membrane. And these antibodies that are produced are called SIGA antibodies, secretory immunoglobulin A. And they are secreted across the mucous membrane to their surface. That's where the virus lands. It lands in your nostrils right there. They are thus on site, right on site, to meet any airborne virus. And they may be able to prevent them from binding and infecting the cells within the mucous membrane. That same motor protection pertains to the digestive tract as well. But remember, what we are seeing is the intramuscular injection does not induce secretory IgA. And the antibodies that the intramuscular injection in your arm induces from the bloodstream cannot get to the mucosal layer, Period. It cannot get, it cannot confer protection to the mucosal layer where the virus lands. That's why we say the vaccine could have never, ever worked. Look, I want to end this segment by telling you again, thank goodness for America Outlaw and the tremendous work it's doing, allowing us here. I want to talk about a company that I'm supporting called The Wellness Company. It's for healthcare you can trust. You go to twc.health and connect with trusted and unbiased doctors at this company, TWC.health. It's almost like a virtual internet sort of company, but it grew out in response to the failures of the medical system during COVID. What you could get there is access to uncensored content, the ability to schedule virtual appointments with doctors, real doctors. Right there, They will take your call. Doctors who aren't scared to follow protocols and keep you healthy, even early treatment protocols, you have access to the old internet pharmacy to will fill your prescriptions. You could get exclusive treatment packages tailored to you and your situation. You could even get vaccine exemption letters and access to world-class supplements. They make a bunch of nutrients, um, supplements, nutraceuticals, much, much more. Remember, you could find me at Alexander COVID News. That's my substack, Alexander COVID News. I have a website, drpaulalexander.com. If you wanted to support me any further, you could go to Zell, Z E L L E, and my email would be sr7283 at gmail.com. I wrote the book, Presidential Takedown, where Fauci toppled Trump. Take a look at it, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Thank you.
1: You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill. No drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R dot
0: Hello. Once again, you are tuning into to this fantastic radio network. Thank you. This is Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. Once again, I want to tell you that um, I'm very happy that Malcolm has allowed me here to be standing with all these warriors to wage this battle for, for our freedoms and liberties and to fight against this tyranny, this work madness crowd, these people who have cancelled us and they've done everything to stop our publications in the medical literature, to stop us sharing the proper science and data. They have done everything to stop us, but folk like Dr. Harvey Wish, myself, Dr. Peter McCullough, etc. Um, we have been waging a battle. And we are very happy that um we are here. So I wanted to touch base with you on some issues. I saw this uh this TikTok with Matt Gates on the floor of the Congress when they were trying to get the 20 um congressional members to vote to get um, McCarthy over the top. And there was this person that came up to Matt at a certain point before that last vote, approximately. And he came right up under Matt Gates. And I'm putting it in my sub stack. You could see it there. Alexander COVID News. Go to my sub stack. Alexander, A L E X A N D E R, Space COVID, Space News. But this is a very frightening, frightening, um, altercation where this guy came up to Matt Gates as he was sitting there with Bobet. And, um, right up onto his cheek, and you could see him talking to Matt Gates directly, maybe one inch away, telling him something. And Gates is listening. And then as he moved his head a little bit, you could see Gates, and Gates is petrified. You could see Matt Gates is, is concerned. Whatever that guy said concerned Matt Gates so much. He told the guy, you could read his lips. Okay. The guy tapped him on his shoulder. To me, that was a very scary altercation. What did he say? Did he threaten Mark Gaetz's life? Did he threaten It's some Not he, not he directly, but did he say, look, we heard about threats on your family? What? What can make Mark Gates look so concerned? Because that's what is out right now on social media. So I wanted to touch base with that, but I wanted to bring you some very disturbing news that I heard. And, and I want you to understand, it's not about um, what I am diagnosing, because I'm not anybody's doctor on the show or anything. I'm just talking about what I'm thinking. So the reality is, the breaking news was that Lisa Marie Presley passed away. And as you know, Lisa Marie was the daughter of Elvis and Priscilla, and she's 54 years old, so a woman in the prime of her life, a young lady. And she died. the news reported that she suffered cardiac arrest and this is some recent reporting. and um, so the question is why? I, I mean the news didn't tell us didn't tell us yet what was the situation with her? Did she have any medical conditions? And I mean for them to bring this out into public this is a public issue now. they made it a public story. So we are in the public, so we have the right to ask. We are living in an era now, before 2021, where we didn't have these young people, middle aged people, seemingly healthy people, just dying. Dying in your sleep, dying on the on the on the sports field. You know what I'm talking about. You know many people. There are few of us now who don't know people who suffered side effects and ill effects from the COVID gene injection platform, the so-called gene therapy or vaccine, the mRNA, DNA platform, that has suffered serious side effects like bleeding, blood clots, um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, paralysis, myocarditis, pericarditis. Myocarditis, particularly in males, There's a there's a 9 to 1 ratio, and particularly young males between 16 to 24, we also seen that the myocarditis and pericarditis is, is devastating from the second shot of the Pfizer-Moderna um, gene injections. From the second shot, and, the, and and some some reporting is that the Moderna delivers a more heavier dose and it causes more catastrophic impacts. Both of them. So I'm asking a question. If they don't tell us her vaccine status, she may have not been vaccinated. She may have not been. And that might be the truth, but we don't know, and we are left in this era. Imagine that we've heard sadly, sadly, that the daughter of ever especially passed away. We grew up with her, me, you. We grew up with her, and and she's died. So this is a devastating, sad situation for her family, and uh, all we can wish is blessings and 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 a and a speedy ride to heaven. And, and and a wonderful afterlife. But but we have serious questions to ask in this era. These are public officials. So it is imperative that the medical profession, a family, etc., tells us we need as much information as we can as these instances happen. Because it will help us know that something is wrong societally. We can have all these athletes drop in. We can have all these people dying. What about what about I, I, I was trying to tell you recently about a um I think in one of my prior I'm not sure I can't remember there's so many things that I do. I'm not sure if I had um if I had uh, told you about an Air Force lineman, I think his name his surname was Hunter or his first name that he died on his way to class. And um, and uh, just like that, 21 years old, I think the Air Force Academy. And I dealt with this, I think, I'm not sure, but I think I may have discussed this already. But it was a very devastating situation. How could someone at 21 years old, like how could someone at 54, like Lisa Marie, um, suddenly die? Like that, you know? And um, this Air Force Academy offensive lineman, Hunter Brown, he was 21. And the news, uh, where well, we, we saw it on a tweet from Clay Travis. You know, he was just 21 years old walking to his class, but we are not allowed to ask questions. The Air Force, the Academy released a statement that he suffered a medical emergency while walking to class on Monday, this Monday just past year. But we are not to say anything. We are not to ask anything because then we would, it would come across like we are, um, we are bad people, that we are vaccine psychos, that, that, that we are anti-vaxxers. No, I, I am a conspiracy theorist. I am a skeptic. I am a contrarian. I want to know because at the same time, we had a study that was published in European Journal of Pediatrics just last week telling us, the, the author was Chew et al, C-H-I-U, that as much as 17% of teens in this study who received the Pfizer vaccine, 17%, so of every 100, 17, had cardiac symptoms, massive surges in cardiac symptoms following the second dose of the COVID injection. And these symptoms were from palpitation, chest pain, dyspnea, dizziness, etc., cetera, arrhythmia. So, why can't we ask these questions? Okay, we are finding studies like a study I spoke about before, I think, I'm not sure, by Yonka et al. And Yonka, in, in, in the journal circulation, showed that the spike protein in the blood was found in the blood of adolescents and young adults who had developed post vaccine, mRNA vaccine. These Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, they got the vaccine and developed myocarditis. But what they found in the hospitals was these young adult, ad, adolescents had spike protein circulating in their blood. So why can't I ask the question? This, this this almost shows us a direct link between the spike protein and myocarditis after the vaccine. This is a devastating situation. That would you not like, would you, those listening to me now, American people, the public, would you not have liked to have heard about this study in the news? and not me having to say it, that CNN and they may have run this study to inform you that adolescents have pre-spike floating in the blood, the spike protein, that the same spike protein that the vaccine induced is floating in your blood and these people all develop myocarditis. We know that the spike protein, the spike protein uh, sits in the ACE2 receptor on the surface of the cells, the cardiovascular cells, the cardiac, myocardial cells. We know that. We know that when the spike protein is producing these cells in your body, in the different tissues, they migrate to the membrane and sits there. And the immune system begins. The immune system attacks the spike protein. It is a foreign protein. It is foreign to you. So it begins hitting, especially the endothelial layer in the vasculature, the the arteries, veins, capillaries. It begins slamming into the spike. It's trying to destroy it. It's trying to destroy the cells that the spike is sitting on. But that's the process. And it causes bleeding and clotting. Why can't I ask questions? Talking about that study too. So why? Why? We get to find out too yesterday that now CNN, imagine CNN. CNN is reporting. And I'm telling you, It's because they know the crap is hitting the fan now. And they know we're coming at them. We're coming at them in courts. I am being asked by the House. I am being asked by the U.S. Senate. They're beginning investigations, particularly in the House. Where are we going to have all these vaccine developers? All of them. All of them sitting down in the House under investigation and answering questions. I am one of the scientists who are going to be critically involved. I am. Now we're finding out that Madonna lied. So we have this Offit, Paul Offit, one of the FDA advisors on the, on the vaccine approval process. Paul Offit, he's one of them. Dr. Offit yesterday, he's come out saying, well, I am so disappointed and angered because now I'm hearing that Madonna lied, that there was data from the vaccines that they did not give us. When we made that decision recently to authorize the bivalent booster, you know the one I told you about based on eight mice? They authorized a booster not based on human data. It was based on animal rodent data, eight mice. Eight mice that got sick, their lungs got infected and very sick. Mice even died. Mice died. They claimed that that study was a success. And they used those eight mice that got sick from the mRNA bivalent booster. You know the new booster that FDA authorized recently? That one. You didn't know, huh? They didn't know it was based on eight mice. To vaccinate 250 million Americans, 300 million, they based your safety and your survival on eight mice, that the mice died. Now Paul Offit, Dr. Offit, who is one of the senior FDA people on that panel that approved those vaccines, he's saying, well, it's now come to my attention that Madonna and Deva, I suppose Pfizer too, they didn't give us all the information. They was data that they... That they kept from us what was that data what was that data pre-tell well i'm telling you now the data showed that in the study the same study they found that they conducted a a a, a study with some participants and they found 1.9 percent of the participants who got the original booster not the new updated booster That's the one with the Wuhan strain spike in it and the BA4, BA5 clade spike. We're talking about the original booster. 1.9% became infected versus 3.2%. Almost twice got infected with the new bivalent booster. Did you hear what I just said? Dr. Paul Offit, who approved the bivalent booster, yesterday on CNN said he's angered because he's just got to find out that Moderna and they lied to him. They had data they didn't give him. That the original booster had less infection than the new bivalent booster. Had they had that, he would not have approved the vaccine bivalent, the new updated one. Do you understand And that's the bivalent booster that they're shipping all around the world and everyone is getting Thank God in America, we found out when we looked at the data, only 4% or so of parents have allowed their child to get his bivalent booster. And only about 11% of Americans have bought into it. Thank God. We have made a difference. Me, McCullough, Van den Bosch, Rich, et cetera. We have. People have listened to us and are listening. Thank God. But it should have been zero. No parents should have given it. So do you understand why I must say, why can't I ask questions about Lisa Marie Presley? Why? I think it's imperative that we ask questions because this COVID gene injection brought via Operation Warp Speed was a catastrophic, is a catastrophic failure. It never worked. It never, ever worked. It does not work. It causes the vaccinated person to become infected, hospitalized and died. New Australia, New South Wales data, I put on my sub stack, Alexander COVID News. I showed a dose response from zero to one to two to three to four doses. As you go up, hospitalizations increase, ICU use increase, deaths increase. So we have to ask. We have to ask. And I'm so angry about Lisa Marie's death because I want to know if a vaccine was involved. And if it was not, it was not. But if it was, we need to know this information. I want to talk about another story quickly as we learn more about Lisa Marie. Imagine the the, the Mexican president said today to Biden in a press release, he said, Imagine this, Mr. President. There this is what's his name? Ob Obadero. I think his name is is Ob, Obduro or something like that. I'm not sure. I not interested, but he said there are 40 million Mexicans in the United States, 40 million, including people who were born here in Mexico or who are the children of people who were born in Mexico. President Obrador, Obrador is his name, gushed at a January 10 press conference with, Obai, with, with, with Biden and, and, and Trudeau. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? And he knows many of them are illegal, Broke the law. He said, he praised Biden, he said, you are the first president in recent time that built not one foot of wall. That's what they consider success, that the United States would want to protect its borders. Trump tried. He didn't, he didn't, he, he failed. Paul Ryan saw to the failure and the rhinos and they, they prevented the money. And what about Dana White slapping his wife? Now I got to find out that his wife slapped him first. So I don't want to wade into that, but I'm saying nobody should slap anyone. And no woman should slap a man as much as a man shouldn't slap a woman. They should keep this out to the media, settle out the garbage, and stop this physical violence. Because young people looking on. Look, go and find my uh, shows and boost the podcast tomorrow, this show. And you could hear it on Spotify, Stitcher Pandora, and iHeart. You can also go to the latest podcast in America Out Loud. Go to our shows or schedule and look for Dr. Paul Alexander in the